I'm Joy Schwartz. And I'm Natalie Siston. We are The The Collective Collective Voice. Voice. We are two college friends who will talk about issues that impact professionals at work and in life. Hello, everyone. This is Natalie and Joy, and we are going to do a final episode for 2016. This will be our 12th episode of The Collective Voice, which is something that both of us marveled over when we were together this past weekend. And that's actually what we're going to talk to you about tonight. I set a goal earlier this year to participate in a coaching program through IPEC, which stands for the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And I had the great fortune of having Joy join me for the training this past weekend in Dallas. So what Joy and I thought we would do today is to talk to you a little bit about our top lessons from that training, as well as set you off on your journey into 2017. And the overarching theme of this is courage. We want you to take the following four things that we're going to talk about, and we want you to step into the rest of 2016 and into 2017 thinking about being courageous. Think about fully living your values playing all in and everything you're doing and being really smart about the goals that you're setting. So Joy, I know you are a guru at coach trainings and have some thoughts on your experience through the IPEC program. So why don't you share that with our audience now? Yeah, absolutely, Natalie. And I'm so grateful that I was able to participate in this with you last weekend. And I think I mentioned to you that I have been through three different coaching certification programs other than this first session of the training I attended with you, and this one was by far the most pragmatic and immediately applicable. And even though there were some, I guess I would characterize them as Tony Robbins-esque moments, I I found the weekend to be just the restorative cure that I needed uh, to get out of my own damn way, as you might say. And I was super excited because I walked away with five new Dallas-based friends and contacts, and we're actually getting together later this week. So, It was an amazing experience, and I think what topped it all off was getting the the thinking time and the the bonding time with you, too. Agreed. It was a great time to be together. Uh, For those of you who are interested in what IPEC is, we'll make sure we put a link in our show notes, but absolutely a wonderful training program for anybody who's considering a certified coach program. Natalie, maybe you can kick us off with one of your most significant takeaways from the weekend and from the training that you've started. Absolutely. So one of the skills and exercises that we did that resonated with me the most was all about values. Um, what What we had to do was to pick our five top values. So any of you can do that this right now. Basically go to Google, Google that list of values and take a look. It's going to be things like creativity, family, freedom, friendship, personal growth, respect, romance. You get the gist. But find a list like that, circle five that resonate with you the most, and think really closely about that list. Um, So that's what we had to do this weekend. And over and over, I found myself circling two things repeatedly um, because we had to do this over a series of activities. And I circled leadership, and family. Those were the top two values that showed up for me across the board. And one thing that I learned this weekend was about when we experience guilt, why that happens. 
Um, and I tend to be a very worrisome and oftentimes have feelings of guilt. And no, explain to me this weekend. They said that the reason you feel guilt is when you're not living in alignment with your values. And one of the times I feel guilt the most is when I'm either away from my family at work or away from my work with my family. And so that explained it to me perfectly when I realized those are my top two values because they can always pull me in opposite directions. So now that I have the awareness of that, I'm just going to be more cognizant of not making myself feel guilty, knowing that those two things are the top priorities um, in my life. Because for leadership um, as a value for me, that sort of encompasses everything I do in my professional life and the types of things that Joy and I do together with this podcast. So I, str- I strongly encourage you to go find a list of values and think about what your top five are and if you're truly living in alignment with those values. And if you aren't, it's a good opportunity for you to step back and ask yourself, why am I not living in alignment with these values and what do I need to shift to make that happen? So that was my top one, Joy. Uh, what about you? Well, first, before we move on from values, I want to say that you're not alone in that that dichotomy between family and work. And you and I have explored that in past podcast episodes. And I think we'll continue to hit on those topics again and again, because they're of importance to our constituency and our listeners. So stay tuned for more on that. That's uh, comment number one. And then comment number two is if you want to get a little more detailed and maybe more specific about this values assessment, We'll include um, a couple of resources in our show notes. I actually use a values card sort with clients quite a bit, and it's actually the first assessment that I use in career counseling and in other types of of coaching as well. Uh, Specifically related to that point, Natalie mentioned that when the way that we're living or behaving is out of sync with our values or the types of vocational opportunities we're pursuing, when it's out of sync, it can really impact our level of of life and career satisfaction, quite honestly. And when we find work and activities that are in alignment with our values, we tend to be uh, much happier and healthier as well. So we'll definitely provide some additional tools to help facilitate that process. Okay, so I will go actually answer your question, Natalie, now. Thank you for the brief sidebar. Um, So when I think about my takeaways, uh, one of my most significant ones was focused on assessing old rules and establishing new ones. And one of the, we looked at outdated mantras and sayings from our past, both productive and productive ones. So sometimes the the rules that have guided us throughout our lives are actually useful and helpful, but there are a number of ones that we may want to leave behind. And I think about the analogy of parenting and that there are things that we've learned from our parents and our families that are valuable and other things that are not. And as we become adults and evolve, we recognize that we have to leave some things behind. You know, for me, uh, the, the rule that I identified going forward was to trust my gut and follow my energy. And for me, that was about almost every single action in terms of trusting my gut, whether it was selecting candidates at work, whether it was thinking through an approach to take with a, a counseling client, or whether it was um, through something that I was encountering at home in my personal life. And even since the weekend, I've, I've probably reminded myself of that rule about 10 different times, and it's served me well so far. And I've been really grateful that I had the opportunity to stop and, and self-reflect. So I'm sure, Natalie, you've revisited some of your rules and come up with better ones as well, right? Absolutely. I 
I loved the rule exercise and actually in our last practice coaching session for the day is when I dug into that hardcore with a phenomenal person who Joy and I are cheerleading on to, to continue the coaching program. Um, but she pulled out for me a new rule that's two words and it's just try. Uh, my husband texted me at the end of the first day of training and he said, so what was the top thing that you learned today? And I said very simply back that I have to get out of my own damn way for Joy's reference earlier in the podcast. And I changed that rule to be more positive to say, just try because much like uh, Joy's follow your gut for me, I'm the one who's in my own way and heck I can go accomplish anything. I just have to try. So that is my new rule that I'm excited about pursuing in the remainder of 2016 and into 2017. I love that. And now that you and I know each other's rules, we can hold each other accountable, right? Absolutely. Big deal with accountability partners here. I know. We, we have that going for us. So, so say more about what else you learned over the weekend, Natalie. So I'm actually going to go a little off from the weekend and just talk about another rule that I thought of this year and it resonated across the weekend, but I don't think it was on a single page or a single lesson or skill we learned. And it actually came from listening to Simon Sinek talk. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Simon Sinek, one, you just should be because he's a pretty amazing speaker. Uh, But I was able to participate in a leadership event that my company hosted and he did a great talk and it was all around basically how we can be more open to millennials given the world they've grown up in versus the world that Gen Xers and traditionalists have grown up in. But one of the things that he talked about in this talk was the difference between finite and infinite games. And he described a finite game is where there's a set number of players, you have established rules, and there's a clear determination of who wins or loses. So this is a sport. This is baseball. Um, But he said there's also an infinite game, which is where the players change, the rules change, the outcomes change over time, and it's ongoing. And his point was that Most of our life, we are trying to play as a finite game, like set a goal, achieve it, you're done. Uh, Lose the weight, you're done. Cross the finish line, you're done. When in reality, those things should all be considered infinite games. They don't end. Just because you cross the finish line of a race doesn't mean you don't have to walk to your car to the end. Um, Just because you lost 20 pounds doesn't mean you can't keep watching. Um, You can stop watching what you eat and stop exercising. Um, So I was sitting there in that moment going, my goodness, this is why I've had some issues with my daily grind um, lately. So I think we all hate chores, right, Joy? Yes, times 10. So we, we hate laundry, we hate dishes, we hate cooking, we hate cleaning. Sometimes we hate exercise. And I tell my little girls not to say hate, so I probably said hate way too many times there, but... It's okay. This podcast is for adults, so we're probably okay. Yeah, okay. We're okay. This is, this is more than PG. <laughs> um, so at any rate, I realized, my goodness, I just need to think about these things from an infinite concept, that there's always going to be laundry to do. I always will need to exercise. And it really flipped my thinking around goal setting and how I think about things you know, on a long-term basis versus like, well, we're going to get to the end of December and yay, we're all good to go now. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I, you might've caught me saying this a few times in the podcast, but I've said, you know, the remainder of 2016 and into 2017, because January one's not a magic date. 
in January 1, nothing magic is going to happen to say, oh, now that it's a new year, we can do things new. Um, my point here is start now. If there's something that you want to change or learn or do, there's nothing stopping you from doing that now. You don't have to wait for January 1. So I wrote a pretty long blog post about this a couple months ago, so we'll make sure we put that link in the show notes. And it probably is a little more articulate than my my rambling here at Joy and I's <laughs> 9 p.m. podcast session. Um, but that resonated with me this weekend, Joy, just thinking about all the concepts we were learning. None of this stuff is once and done, um, even from a coaching perspective. You know, just because we oh, yeah. might walk away with a, a client having a great coaching session, it doesn't mean that we're done coaching them. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to continue to learn and grow and evolve in those areas. So basically, there's just there's no golden ticket. Um, we'll always need to keep working at things. And as long as we have that in the back of our mind that this is all an infinite game, then our headspace should be pretty clear. Oh, yeah. Well, you reminded me of one of the other exercises we went through in our session about inquiring from our network or a trusted source or friend, what about us inspires them? So ask, asking others, uh, what about me do you find inspiring? And the one comment that really stuck out to me, and it, and it was hit on a couple times in my Facebook feed, was that I listen without judgment. And I thought to myself, wow, that's really amazing. I've come a long way as a human being and as a therapist. And then uh, I had a very difficult coaching or, excuse me, difficult counseling session the other night with someone whose views were completely different and misaligned with my own personal values. And it took all the, as we learned, Natalie, all the catabolic energy I had in me to keep a straight face and to keep moving forward. And I realized that, you know, it's all part of a journey and that it's part of that long game at becoming a more effective coach, a more effective therapist, and that I'm going to continue to be challenged as I work with clients. And um, it's good for us. And what is painful and stressful and difficult, it facilitates growth. And I'm really grateful for that. And when I think about in the context of you and me and our journey together, I think about how you you and I serve as sources of extrinsic motivation for one another and when we make plans or set goals, we share them with each other and we offer encouragement and it propels us forward even when we feel like, oh, I'm not checking enough off my list. I think you and I both commented that we have a tendency to be box checkers or you know, want to get through our things to-do list for the year. And the reality is we're not going to get to everything we, we set out for ourselves. But you know, I think our partnership and our friendship has provided us with a like-minded outlet for our thoughts and ideas and again, that source of motivation. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I hope our listeners can also take some lessons from um, what you and I have done to, uh, to find like-minded individuals or like-minded outlets for those thoughts and ideas and those goals to both propel us forward, but to also serve as a reality check and a reminder of how far we've come relative to those goals. And that it's, it's part of the long game, not just a sprint. Absolutely. And that's where I, I'm going to let our listeners in on a dirty little secret, Joy. Oh, you're like, oh, gosh, what is she going to say? But I mean, <laughs> No more late night podcast episodes for us. <laughs> the motivation goes both ways. So sometimes we're that source of encouragement to one another when we are like, gosh, I just didn't didn't accomplish as much as I thought or I thought I'd blog more this year. I thought I'd do more speaking or I have more clients and 
we reinforce to one another, like, it's all good. Like, we both work full-time jobs. We're both raising children. We're both in happy marriages. So, like, give ourselves a break. But to our listeners, um, (laughs) we recorded our first podcast last December, and walking out of the studio, or perhaps it was at our second session we recorded together, um, you made the comment, yeah, I think if we can get a couple episodes up by August, we'll be good. And I stared at you because you're usually the one that's like driving even harder. And I looked at you and I'm like, no, we're going to get these up in like a month. And by gosh, we had like four episodes up by the middle of the year and look at us now, it's going to be end of November, December, and we'll have 12 episodes out. So that's where the the kind of push and shove goes. Like we give each other a break when we need it, but but we also say, you got this, we'll get this out there. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because it, it even reminded me, so while we're on the topic of dirty little secrets, you, you, I was recording a couple of podcasts or I just wrapped up an interview and I was excited about another one and you were honest and forthcoming with me about, you know, I'm, it's not where my energy is right this moment, but I know I'll get back into it. And I think that's another thing that, you know, we do with each other. And I think it's important for other friends who collaborate like we do to do with one another, to be really honest and transparent about where your energy lies. And I think about it actually in the context of, of one of my other rules. And one of the ex- other exercises we went through that I loved was mapping out our vision and, and our long-term vision for what we want to accomplish. And one of my, well, I realized as I was going through that exercise that the areas where I put most of my time and immediately started bulleting out my ideas were in the counseling part of what I do and the collaborating part of what I, what I do, which is like what we do in the podcast together. And I realized that you know, I needed to, it signaled to me that I needed to invest my time in growing my counseling practice and collaborating with others to write, speak, or produce original material. And that's where I need to invest my energy right now, which totally aligns with that rule I mentioned earlier in our episode about trusting my gut and following my energy. And so I'm really grateful that you and I are are open and transparent with each other in facilitating that. Absolutely. And I think we get some great tools this weekend of how to even take that goal setting further with setting the mid-range goal. Like, what would you be happy with if you've just got this started off the ground to like, how can you take it more than halfway there? And then what's your ultimate ideal objective, right? So you and I can always have our ultimate ideal objective of we'll, you know, start to get some iTunes reviews. So listeners start to give us some iTunes reviews. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) um, Or we can just be happy with what our energy is taking us to. And that's completely fine. As long as we're making the progress that's going to align with, with where we are in that moment. Absolutely. And I think that as a learning and development leader, I spend so much time developing, facilitating content and coaching others on their goals that, you know, I was really grateful that we had an opportunity to think about it in the way you just described, that it's not just about setting a SMART goal. It's about thinking about what what's the, the desired end state and what are some of the other possibilities along the way and, to, and setting those goals in a way that's relevant for us or and, and attainable for our clients as well. So it was nice to think about, think about it along a continuum. So Natalie, what else would you share uh, before we, we wrap up and, and close our episode for our listeners? I think I'd just like to leave everybody with the, the charge of the four things that we talked about. It might not have felt like four things. It was way more than four things, but <laughs> the, uh, the book 
tie around things that you can certainly add on to is first and foremost is to think about a values exercise not just think about it, go do a values exercise. So whether it's finding a value cards like Joy was referencing or finding a list through a Google search, really assess where your values are and how that's aligning with how you're living your life and do the necessary work to get yourself in alignment. Um, the second one is to think about those rules that you've been following forever and ever because that's what you were told you needed to do or that's how you were brought up but might not be working for you anymore and start to shift those into new rules, much like Joy's follow her gut, go where her energy is and mine of just try. And then the third one would be just to focus on the long game. You know, it's, you're going to have laundry to do every week and dishes to do every day. But if you think about it just in the context of broader life, um, it's all part of the long game. So think about your personal growth and development as part of that long game. You you don't go to a training like Joy and I went to this weekend and, and are done. Um, it keeps going, and you'll keep learning and growing. So focus on that that infinite game, that long game. And then finally, you know, from a goal-setting perspective, just make sure you're taking time to think about where your energy is and how you want to align that with the goal goals you are putting in for yourself as you finish out the year and go into 2017. So it's really for me, just a little rah, rah, um, <laughs> motivation to, to get you moving. Absolutely. And best of luck to our listeners and wrapping up a, a 2016 and, and moving forward in a positive way in 2017 and, and thinking about it in terms of not just what's happening now, but where you want to take things over time and wishing you lots of luck and, and, um, lots of success in the coming year. With that, I think we will call 2016 a wrap and we'll be back with you with new episodes in 2017. Thanks for joining us and be sure to check out future podcasts of the collective voice on iTunes. This is Joy Schwartz and Natalie Siston with the collective Collective voice. voice.